What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Roll for Persuasion, your weekly show where I chat with creatives and entertainers about how their nerdy loves influence their storytelling and the things that they do. I have one of those nerdy, awesome people with me here today, and we will get to him in just a moment. But first, as always, a little bit of business, and I call it business, but really it's pleasure. It is a pleasure to thank Hero Forge for supporting the show. Uh, They've been with the show for almost a year now, which is crazy. That's super cool. Um, But if you know anything about Hero Forge, and even if you don't, you're about to find out, Hero Forge is the place to go to get just some fantastic custom miniatures for your tabletop games. Even if you don't play tabletop games, they're a great place to go to come up with character ideas, make cool things, fun stuff to put on your desk. They are always dropping new content that you can customize and make just the most ridiculous mix and match of uh, cool species and effects and weapons and whatnot. So go to HeroForge.com, check out everything they have going on. You can buy it and they'll print it and send it to you and you can paint it yourself. But if you don't want to paint, that's totally okay because you can uh, engage their Eldritch magic and get it printed in color, which is pretty cool. They also have all sorts of cool features coming out. You can do lighting effects and all this crazy stuff. You never know what kind of coolness the wizards over at Hero Forge are going to come up with. So I highly recommend you check them out. HeroForge.com. They are fantastic. And as I said, I have a incredibly cool person with me here today. He is, he's an actor. He is a streamer. He is a tabletop role-playing aficionado. Uh, he's in a game with me, which is super cool. And I assume we'll talk about, but I'm very excited to welcome Michael Sinclair, the second for the show. What's going on, man? Hello. Thanks for the second part. That's an important distinction, at least to me. Uh, and actor, yeah, I am, uh, you know, D&D's uh, or tabletop RPG's like favorite D or F-less actor. So, you know, it's, it's good. Good to be here. That's still like top <laughs> third of the alphabet, right? So like people are like, oh, D-less. I'm like, hey, you are so far up the chart still, though. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> But uh, what's going on, man? Like you really are. You're in. You're in more and more games. Uh, I feel like. I feel like sometimes we'll go to record, and you will have just come out of a game, and then we'll finish, and you'll be going to another game or something. Like, like you're busy. You're in a lot of things. Like, what all are you in? Like right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So obviously, easy to mention first. We're in the show together. Second star to the right, which is awesome. Um, some fabulous people. Like awesome, fabulous people who. Uh, I didn't know much of anyone in that table and everyone's a really good performer. So that's been awesome. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Into the Motherlands, which is probably one that most I think most people know me in because it's the most far reaching one, uh, which is a indie TTRPG that's being made by a whole bunch of POC creators using the Cortex system. And it's, uh, you know, there's no colonialism in the game. Uh, um. <laughs> So it's a really unique um, POC black, um, you know, experience uh, for a TDRPG. And then we have Fate Forge Academy, which is kind of like a uh, TTRPG that is D&D 5e that takes place in the Feywild, in between like the Feywild, mostly the Feywild and uh, being at a, like a magical school. And mm-hmm. then the last one is, uh, but not least, is into the, um, not into, but. Let's get Wildmount with Critical Bard, the Opera Geek, um, uh, Aki, just a whole bunch of awesome other uh, folks. Nick yeah. Tiefling, Mike, I guess. Uh, it's and it's with CB, who's like one of the most charismatic, and and the Opera Geek, who are like you know one of the most charismatic people in the community. So for sure, um, and that's been really good. Uh, so yeah, I, and, and I'm doing all that. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> and then you do stuff on the side. Cause like, uh, this past weekend, you and I were both in, in not the same game, but different, uh, charity games for, um, Jasper's game day, which is a fantastic group and was awesome to get to raise money for. But, uh, but you are staying pretty busy and you're going to school. I don't yeah. know how you have time to exist. I don't either. I actually don't really. Uh, the personal time, I'm an introvert, which people might, it might be surprising to people. I consider myself a talented introvert in the sense of when it's time to socialize with people, I have a, a pool of energy, but I've, I've done a lot of work to make sure that quality or how I, or how I connect with people, it's really, it's done well, but I still am introverted. So 
and studying doesn't count like <laughs> so uh yeah i don't i don't know uh i don't know how i do it all is how is what i'm saying i am in school uh now my new joke is i'm a double major of being a of uh dungeons and dragons and computer science which computer science is my actual major so yeah so so one of these days uh one of those hopefully the schooling will will come to an end and you will be able to wake up one day and just go what do i have to do today oh not school which is an amazing yes. feeling yeah it's it's very weird it's very because i'm like you know older and so like i did some years in the military and then i'm in school and so like i'm one of the older people in class and but i am taking school seriously and uh you know i have a full load so it's yeah. it's um it's the whole thing <laughs> have you thought yet like what's the uh what's the the goal if you have one for after the degree is there like a certain field you want to work in or is it just kind of like have the degree and see what happens it's interesting uh computer science is like one of the most interesting things to navigate as far as like having a career afterwards you get a spectrum of of answers i feel like where in other stem degrees it's like okay i'm going to be a nurse here are the here are the the linear progression to get to becoming a right. nurse or a doctor or an engineer or you know xyz but computer science is like if you don't know how to do this one thing obscure thing you're never going to get a job and you're a terrible programmer you know uh sure. good luck getting a job and then there's other people who are like oh you know like i got this job casually like from a friend or whatever and then you don't know what the inner machinations or inner work environment of, of CS people other than like terrible things like elitism, uh, toxic environments and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you hear other things where like some people get a good job. So like I have zero clue. Uh, it is it's 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 one of the most frustrating things to think about. Uh, I'm just like, I just need to get my degree first and we'll figure the rest out later. Well, I'm glad I could bring up an incredibly frustrating thing for you here in the middle of your time. That's fine. I, I, I love talking about this stuff. Yeah. It, people always. I love talking about things I don't think are successful or messy or complicated because. Life is not is not linear and simple most of the times, other than if you're becoming a nurse or doctor, which I explained, which that's still not simple, but um yeah i mean i just like talking about the reality and real yeah. real things about stuff it's not fancy i do wish there was some some sort of thing uh which and this is purely a wish but some sort of way like in your degree you could say like like officially say this is my degree but i'm also a good learner who picks things up well because i feel like that like distinguishes so many people so my degree is in journalism which is meaningless um and, and super broad and even if you're not going into it anyway whatever but like, no. but I pick things up well. And, sure. and what that, what that means is you can drop, you know, people who do that into multiple kinds of jobs and they're going to pick it up on the fly and they're going to be competent. But like when you go to jobs that purely look at like, well, what did you learn in school? What was your internship? As if that's the sum of not just your knowledge, but like your character and your abilities is super limiting. And I feel like companies miss out on people. And I remember at my last job being in charge of hiring people and having to argue for candidates who didn't make sense on paper as far as bullet points, but who you could tell from the meeting were going to function well. And then you're just going up against people who are like, well, they don't have a, you know, a C plus plus training or whatever. I'm like, they yeah. can, they can figure it out. I'm like, trust me, that'll be okay. Um, yeah. So that's my little rant about hiring and education. Well, two things there. Um, funny that you mentioned some of those things. Uh, if I was to get a minor in anything, it'd be journalism because it it's awesome. Like you, you're basically it's other than computer science, which I, I'm grateful for. And I think they're kind of close that you're learning how to learn, right? You're learning how logic works. You're learning how why systems are in place and why they're so terrible and, you know, how to ask the questions that lead to more questions or the answers that you're looking for. I'm speaking both with journalism and computer science. Um, and then the second part being, uh, I usually don't get hired for my qualifications. I get hired because they're like, oh, someone who cares about doing a good job, attention to detail. Right. And will try and do his best to learn. You know, I have some qualifications, but like the I work at a LGS and I never had LGS experience. I before that I worked at a main market, uh like a co-op. It's a co-op uh, grocery store, which was awesome. Oh, cool. Um and then before that, I worked at uh, Mountain Gear, and obviously I don't, I don't want to keep going, but I worked at a, a, a outdoor 
a recreation shop uh, that was family owned. And uh, I, the only experience I had was like, oh, I was in the military, I backpacked a lot. I've done some rock climbing here or there. And they're like, yeah, let's get you on. And I learned a whole bunch of stuff about outdoor sports. So, yeah. 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 And, and I, jo- I joke about the journalism degree mostly because like in college, like mass comm or even journalism was kind of like, it was like the dump stat degree. Oh yeah, um, for sure. 100%. But like, but like for me, like it was, uh, and we'll get back to D and D eventually, but this is the fun part. Like for me, it was very much like it was the career path. Like I did photojournalism in college. And so, uh, okay. I was very lucky and I got to, that's why your photos are always like banging. Yeah, that's, that's, well, thank you. That's very kind of you. Uh, <laughs> I got to do, um, I was doing pro sports photography, for I guess almost a decade. So like starting in college, I was covering like NBA, NFL, stuff like that. And while the degree, what I learned in the classroom was, um, you know, it was like minimal. There was some good stuff about like media law and ethics and AP style, which is still handy. Mm-hmm. Having that on, on my, uh, the degree I was pursuing allowed me to internet a newspaper. And that really did teach me a lot of what you were talking about, about like how to learn, how to listen, how to communicate, not just well, but effectively in limited words how to tell stories honestly, but truthfully. And, and it also opened up lots of other cool opportunities, but uh, it is a degree that I very much appreciate. And that has been very in line with what I've realized my own calling is, which is storytelling, um, which for a time was in photography and now is in marketing and tabletop gaming. And so, uh, you know, I, I shit on it sometimes for fun, but it was, it was a genuinely a great choice for me. I honestly joined computer science a little bit to shit on it because it, right. It's the whole thing. I always hate is like, elitism toxicity right etc like um i think there is a value to to identifying yourself with like something you enjoy or like work or something but like if you wrap your whole self around it or you put too much gravity or weight on it it starts obscuring things really badly and right. it contributes to ego and elitism and the toxicity things that you see um and so that's why i was like ah oh, you know com- computer science i'm gonna do that so that like you know, all these nerds could shut up or like, and not to bullet, I'm not there to bullet, but they're bullying other people. I'm like, right, no, that's right. not okay. You know what I mean? Or, and one of the reasons I got into like Magic the Gathering is like all these people like carry themselves in such a manner that like mightier than thou or whatever that saying is. And I'm like, no, yeah. like anyone could pick this up. It should be open to the people. So yeah, yeah, I was about to say like what you're describing is super applicable to like internet fandoms, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, Oh, I'm a critical role fan and that's my whole identity. And if you don't get, if you don't ship my characters and I'm going to like, you know, rain fire on you. And it's so, yeah. like, I'm a huge CR fan. And like, oh, yeah, a part of that is so that I then have like exactly what you're saying. I, I have the cred to then kind of like come back and be like, and this is all kind of toxic and dumb and here are all the reasons why. I, it, I don't get it. Cause I was there day one. I was, cause I, I was, uh, I was, I was a fan of the guild. Right. Cause it's <laughs> just like, I played world of Warcraft, but it was more bit like a feeling like there was nerd representation. Like sure, Felicia yeah. day was super great at that and portraying it honestly. And nerds could look like in different forms of fashion and there's different stories that you can tell. So I was a huge fan of the guild and then guild led to, um, Geek and Sundry. Geek and, Sundry. Yeah. and then Geek and Sundry, I was watching like, uh, which Dave, uh, B. Dave Walters was in is mm-hmm. like, um, ask your black geek friends, you know, uh, tabletop with Will Wheaton, you know, there's a couple other shows that I was watching ones with other TTRPG shows that they had. And then critical role came around. I was there episode one and that's oh, how nice. I got into like D and D. So like, and then when, when there's these critical role fans who are just like, oh, was there, you know, oh, I ship this and that. And like, if you don't like it this way and if you don't know details of episode, you know, one minute 15, I don't even know. I have never seen those things, but I'm sure that like things like oh, that yeah, exist. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I've been there. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you want to join like season two, episode 30, cool, happy, welcome, welcome. Awesome. Yep. You know? <laughs> hundred percent. Well, you kind of, uh, you gave it away a little bit just now, as far as like how you got into D and D, but let's go back a little bit further than that. Sure. Um, where, uh, well, well I'm, I'm thinking about your life timeline. So did you, did you go into the military like directly out of high school? No. Um, graduated Oh seven in, uh, Las Vegas in service of high school, just a weird school. <laughs> um, yeah, it was strange. It was just like a very weird mix of like different uh, income, income brackets. Sure. Because it's 
Vegas was new and developing, right? Right. And so, like, you had, like, super hoity-toity rich people who lived, like, two minutes away from campus, and you had people who lived in this place called Blue Diamond, which is, like, mm-hmm. podunk, you know, redneckish people, town. People there are awesome. Don't, I'm not trying to say, like, these sure. are bad people. Sure. And then you had some people who were, like, immigrants or other people who've just, like, moved in. So that school was just, like, a... It was very interesting. Um, graduated there, spent a year or two, uh, and before that, I was a life coach. So I was I was spending time uh, setting up life coach spaces, uh, like uh, adult trainings and mm-hmm. and um, seminars and stuff like that. Did that for like a year. Then I moved back to the Philippines for a year because my parents were like, "You're not really doing anything with your life. You should be going to college or school or, or military." And I was like, oh, "I don't know." And yeah. so was there for a year i hate me and the philippines are a complicated relationship there's many things i enjoy and there's many things i don't and usually it comes down to colorism and mm-hmm. um some of the it's a weird it's 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 a very um it's just complicated for me sure um and so i was like i want to go back to the u.s and my parents were like the only way you're going back to the u.s is if you join the military or you go to college and i was like not ready for college i'm gonna go to the military and so Age 19, uh, this is when my parents split. Not a big deal. Um, my mom went to America first. I went and met up with her. And then I joined the Navy and then went from there. Wow. And, and at, what point, uh, at what point did you, well, I guess you said you got into D&D because of mm-hmm. like watching um, yeah. you know, Geek and Sundry. But like, what was kind of your first, like, your first like nerdy love, if you will, like that first thing that you were like, oh, I'm super into whatever it is um i've been a gamer gamer uh <laughs> since uh before i could uh talk uh there's a there's a geek and sundry article out there of me floating around um it's so weird to say all these things oh my god <laughs> what is my life i am um, now googling you keep talking uh so there's a there's a thing where it's like i was playing like duck hunt and the first mario before i could talk like um so like that's where I first started and I've always like played that. I play I went up to like Sega, Genesis, uh Super Nintendo. Oh, look at that. Um, You're in uniform and everything. So sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, back when I had hair on my head, but uh <laughs> Yeah, so that that was um and I didn't have hair on my face. So, you it's know, just, just it's just I migrated. Just, yeah. Yeah, migrated down. Um So yeah, I, I started gaming with that. Uh and then, like, my biggest, I feel like the biggest thing that, like, really felt like I was, like, gamer um, was Halo 2. And Halo oh, 2, dude. like, yeah. I, I was playing with people who now I see on Twitch, like, I was, like, um, scrimmaging with them. Like, I didn't, like, do tournaments. I was, like, too young, didn't know how to, yeah. you know. I'm 16. I'm just, like, I'm playing really well at a high level, but sure. I don't know what to do with it. Um so it's like playing with people like T Square, Walshy Twins, Poison, Little Poison, yep. uh, Snipe Down, which we now see playing Apex, which is super cool. Um, so yeah, I, I was doing that. And then uh, that's what I did. And then uh, side, that was note, high side note on that, just because I think we're pretty much exactly the same age based on when you graduated. I, I sure, just sure, turned sure. 32. If you don't want to share how old you are, that's fine. I'm 31. I'm okay. almost 32. I don't care. Okay, so we're, we're in the range. Uh, my best friend in high school was just fucking ridiculous at Halo. And he got asked like to back, I think was it Mountain Dew that was kind of doing the, um, when MLG was kind of starting up and all yeah, that, yeah, yeah. he got asked to like go on a circuit and play. And his mom was like, mm, that doesn't make much sense. You just need to do like high school or whatever. And he was like, yeah, that's smart. And like, now I'm like, dude, like, like we didn't know back then, right. That like gaming could be a career. It wasn't. Like, because it wasn't easy that it was yeah Yeah, there was and there was no way to know that but it's just one of those he and i still talk about i'm like man do you ever think about and he's like yeah yeah i wish i'd wish i'd gone for that but yeah how things have changed your best thing could do is like maybe at that time prize pools were like 25 and that's not a lot and then like and those were like top yeah 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 and then at the same time like you know uh the best thing you can do at that point was like have sweet you know youtube montage videos you right know, that was like the pinnacle of like i'm a gamer right but i didn't do that either i was just i You're played just well fun. And, 
Yeah, and this is like back when like people were so bad at like sniping in Halo, where like you could be in the middle of like I forget what that like structure was, or that map in Halo Two it was like a broken down how highway with like two buildings that were like semi being built. Is that like Blood and, Gulch? No, no, no I know, I know Blood. which one you're talking it's about. It's the city yeah. one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So like that was back in the days where you could I could sit in the middle of the map with a sniper rifle. It could be all snipers, and people would just miss all their shots, and I could just flick back to them and shoot them in the head, and be right. in the middle of the map, like low ground, like. People have been people have gotten better in video games, but like that it's was true. That was like you know people were people weren't where they were now. <laughs> Everything has changed. Anyway, I interrupted you. You were you were, uh, you were moving on in your in your geek journey from uh, oh yeah. High school, yeah. Uh, and then World of Warcraft was really important to me. I, I dabbled during that time in World of Warcraft, but it got super important to me um, when I was living in the Philippines because it was like the only way I could feel like I had a connection mm-hmm. to America. Um, and so I was like. Oh man, I was playing wow, like you know, the people stories and stuff. Like I would play 20 hours, sleep for two, go to work um the next day and like work all day and then go back and play World of Warcraft until I can get like at least two hours of sleep and then do it all over again. Jeez, like I don't yeah. know. I was like, and then during my my breaks, I would just go into the bathroom and then like lock the bathroom and like sleep on the bathroom floor. Like it, it like real. Like, people were like, oh, you're not a gamer. Like, that's, you should not want to be that level of gamer. Like, that's right. not okay. And just, like, don't do that. And, like, that's not a, it's not healthy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was that. And then, yeah, uh, military dropped gaming like a, like a bad habit. Uh, it's not. Um, because I, I wanted to, like, focus on something uh that was bigger than me or so i thought was bigger than me at the time and sure. like try and get my head straight and figure out what life was and i really don't know i just dropped gaming knowing that maybe it was the move to do i, I didn't have any bigger like thoughts or anything um i didn't pick up gaming until like year six of my military career or year five when i was playing destiny Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of what led to some streaming. Like, I was like, I'm good at this. Like, this is just like Halo. I see streamers like I'm good at gaming. And so I, I picked it up then actually. And before all that, during the, the Halo days, I was also because um, uh, also Skyrim came out around that time. Mm, yeah. That was like the first time I got into anything like medieval. Uh, and I did kind of similar things when the game first came out on like the Xbox, the Xbox 360 just came out. And so, like, we got that as the first game, and me and my friends took, like, six or eight-hour shifts, like, uh, like literally, like, we were in the military. I didn't even know what watches were, but, like, we would take eight-hour shifts playing our characters, because, you know, Skyrim's a one-person one game, yeah. and my friends were at a lower, like, uh, income level than my, my family was, so, like, we all just played at my house, and we, like, slept on the floor, and this is back when, like, we just moved back, uh, I've moved back and forth on the Philippines a lot. So, yeah. Um, but we were just sleeping on the floor, literally just playing Skyrim and taking eight hour shifts, like <laughs> um, real gamers. Right. <laughs> uh, and that's also when I picked up my first R.A. Salvatore uh, book. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had no idea what Dungeons and Dragons were. I didn't know it existed, what it was. Atta- like, I just saw Forgotten Realms. I just like I just saw that as a title. Like, I didn't know. Yeah what it meant i didn't know dr- drow were like a thing i just thought like this author is so cool he just like came up with this race and what I, like i had zero clue no oh, yeah. clue I, I tell people i'm the exact same way and people on the show are probably tired of me saying it but same thing for me the first ones were dragon lance but i very quickly picked up like the ra salvatore i didn't know any of that was dnt until i kid you not like three years ago yeah didn't know either yeah. didn't know until 20 and i was playing Baldur's 15. gate and all that just yeah oh yeah i played Baldur's gate too yeah Yeah. before skyrim um i was playing Baldur's gate in (laughs) i was working for my dad in in las vegas this is in las vegas again and i was uh working out of one of our smaller garages uh he was doing stuff you can research michael sinclair like the first not that great so if you want to do and do that that's fine and that's okay um but I was like printing out these letter envelopes using this huge printer in the Las Vegas garage. Like sometimes the AC worked, sometimes it didn't. But yeah. I was like pushing my PS2 to the to the brink of like playing in a hot ass Las Vegas garage and having this printing press go uh, 
that was uh, for envelopes. Um, and I played Baldur's Gate. So, uh, yeah, another nerdy thing around that time, I played Dagger Here, which I don't know if you know what I Dagger Here is. Know. It's the more impact play type of, uh, I say impact play. If you know, you know, but uh, that's not what I'm using it for. Um, it's the more impact play of uh, LARPing. So you're, it's more the, oh, okay. the, the, the martial based thing where you have like, you're supposed to have like actual foam swords that have like certain requirements that they meet so they don't actually hurt people and like foam daggers, foam spears, shields, swords, like and you hit hard, like yeah. you can get knocked out. Like I've definitely gotten lightheaded from a couple strikes of the head um, with my friend Josh Dufort, who he's passed away. That's another complicated story. Um, but he was the one. And if anything, uh, it's weird. If Josh was still around, I think he'd be more popular than myself a lot of d like he would have gotten to the D scene and he probably would have been like one of the top people in it um so yeah uh fast forwarding navy destiny did some uh destiny streaming the taken king thing when that came oh, out dude yeah our group was in line to be the fifth finish but uh these people weren't like like raiders like you know wow raiders yeah so we only like went for like i want to say like 16 or 15 hours and then the next day we picked it back up we got some rest and we were like 22nd in the world to finish but my final uh, like the final the final boss or whatever i barely remember that it was so like lightheaded at the end of it my xbox overheated and crashed like in the final thing yes. and i didn't get to be there for the finish um <laughs> but dude yeah vault of glass was like was like one of those like defining gaming moments like i'd never done anything like that before but anyway anyway back to you yeah no that's sweet i'm glad no yeah. it's it's it was i want to go back and do it again but i you can I, I haven't found anything that gave you that same like holy shit you have to stand here and do the different like it was just yeah. such a cool moment destiny was sweet um and then that that was before my last deployment uh when i went with sniper platoon i was in a different platoon before you have to like try out for sniper platoon um this is not sniper school adjacent. There's like, you try it for sniper platoon. If you're a Marine, there's very few corpsmen. I'm a corpsman, like a doc or medic that get to go to sniper school. There's like the stars have to align and everything has to mm -hmm. work out for you to go. You're not, you know, there's limited slots and they want to get like actual Marines in there. Sure. Um, but this is on my last deployment and that's when I first started tuning into critical role. And, uh, they were, I was on deployment and I think I was in like episode, I forgot what episode is but it was several episodes later that i was like we're on deployment this is my last deployment we it's sniper platoon so like you're not gonna have as much access as you are with regular platoons within a military company to a marine company to have like uh access to like electricity so i was like let's do D D. like i i'm gonna and so i just picked it up learning it to become straight a dm because i was like yeah. no one's gonna start this unless i start this yeah so I, I literally just like for two or three weeks, just like read through all the con like the core materials. And then I put up a group together between some corpsmen and Marines. And I'd like to think that I was like one of the people who kind of um, within at least the Marine Corps and like Navy, the West side of the of, of, of the U.S. Uh, was one of the people who kind of jumpstarted D&D for for military folks. So um yeah that's that's how my journey kind of happened and since then i've just been playing D D and gone to one show and another show and yeah I'm where i am yeah that's awesome man i mean that's a hell of a story um i have more questions and so i'll jump into them but first i want to take a real quick break to say thank you to uh the second sponsor for the show the just utterly fantastic people at die hard dice who are just the loveliest most amazing people shout out to um, Jess and, and everyone over there, not only are they making cool stuff, they legit, I've never found a company that actually really legit just cares about people more than profit, which is a weird thing to say, but they like straight up too. It's so weird. Anyway, that's not the only cool thing about them. They also make really fantastic dice. I highly recommend their dice. If you go to dieharddice.com, you can see all the cool new things they're releasing. They make some awesome uh, magnetic dice. So you can actually mix and match these metal dice to make different configurations. They're fantastic. And if you go there and use the code, assuming you're listening in the month of May, roll May, you can save on your first order and support this show. 
with that code. But spoiler alert, whatever month it's in, just put that month after the word roll and that's your discount code. So if you're listening in the future, you just go and do that. That works fine. But dieharddice.com, visit them, check them out, follow them on social media. They are fantastic and I appreciate their support on the show. So thank you to them. Yeah, thanks. So that's like, like, I feel like we're only halfway through your life. Um, but like, like that, that's a huge, that, like, that's just such a huge story and so many like different cool, like nerd moments, if you will, of like, like fun gaming, like, uh, whether like playing Halo two to, to jumping and like, uh, destiny and playing that. And then obviously, uh, Warcraft or um, world of Warcraft. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then like starting to play D and D while you're deployed. And so you get back, um, I assume like you, you finished your whole, uh, I don't know what the actual term is. Like you, you finished your enlistment enlistment. Yeah. Um, and, and so you, you said very casually, you're like, I got into one show and then that led to others. But like a lot of people, um, more and more, and there's nothing wrong with it, but more and more people are starting streams. I say this as somebody who started a stream, but, um, everybody's doing it and people are doing it for different reasons. Some people just want to share their game. Some people just want to be on the internet and like, and all of that's fine. And some mm-hmm. people want to make some sort of career out of it or network or have some like level of success, however they've defined that. Um, what was, what was the motivation for you? Is it something you pursued? Did someone come to you? Like what was, what was in your head when you kind of first got on your first show? Yeah. Thanks for answering that. And I DM my first show, but to before that all started, when I, when I saw Matthew Mercer and crew doing Dungeons and Dragons and the way that they did it, this was like early on, so they're still like not murder hoey, but they're all like still trying to figure out their D and D groove. Right, we all do, and like it's all about like how much shenanigans can I get into in this like fantasy world, right? But I also saw the little tender moments that they had, and like I was like, this is a powerful storytelling thing um, to teach people like morality and different mm-hmm. perspectives and opening up their their uh, perspective to other types of people, you know, whether that be race, gender, sexuality, just, you know, it, it, it really can open up a lot of uh, connections between people. Yeah. That's what I saw when I first opened up my D and D book um, that I was at that time. Um, at that time I was polyamorous. I was, I was with um, my, with my former partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I was, I was trying to, I was getting out of the military soon. Cause I know that was like my last deployment. I was trying to break down a lot of the things that I, I, I was trying to reexamine everything because mm-hmm. I knew that when people got out of the military, they, a lot of them seemed to get bitter, um, and not become like more functional members of society they did so mm. great in the military like they've achieved great things and right. then they get out and then like you just see like this decline like what's going on here and so it took some time to like think of like okay they're just not opening themselves up right and that was like the constant thing i saw so i was like okay what do i need to do so that's when i started going out to different communities when i had the time on top of everything i was doing to start opening myself up to people of different um different like uh demographics um sure so that being said when i was on my last deployment i also saw D and i was like this is an awesome way to like help out my fellow fellow marines and sailors to like introduce them to different things that like you know uh in some of my games i had people who were lgbtq i had people who were like different people of color or going through different life experiences and it's not something that like we all come to the military with all those things and you get to meet those people but then like we find you know you find your little clicks and stuff like that and and then that stops happening again so i saw this as an opportunity to tell stories for different people um and so since i've started playing D, that's always been like my goal or i've always want to bring something new to the table to have people think yeah um and so i dm'd on encounter role plays what yeah. i don't know if they're still called that um but i they were putting out a tweet saying they needed new players yeah and possibly a dm i was like hey i'd love to be a player i don't have much time uh because i was starting to go to school then 
and still getting out of the military. <clears throat> so I was still in and um, I was like, I would love to be a player. They're like, we really need to DM. We've heard that you're a good DM from different sources because I had like one or two things going around. And they're like, we've seen that you've been like a really nice, supportive, kind person in the community, which is just like, yeah, like being a decent human like that's. But anyway, that's how that first started was with Encounter Roleplay. And then I did a season with uh, my own homebrew, but implementing the the uh, Pirates of is it, no Saltmarsh. It was uh, I forget. What it was oh, called, yeah, yeah. A Ghost of Saltmarsh. Ghost of Saltmarsh. Yeah. So. Uh, I implemented some Ghost of Salt Marsh into that that little homebrew thing campaign that I did for a season. And then after that show, or maybe at the same time, I got invited to the Crafting Muses uh, channel, or Crafting Muses show called The Last Air. Um, and that's where I met V, the Crafting Muse. Mm-hmm. I think... Kai was Stonefly Kai is the person who got me there. Stonefly Kai is like, she's amazing. Uh, she got me into obviously the Faith Forge Academy, but first the last air. Um, so that was that. And then Faith Forge Academy. Did I do any other shows? Uh, or am I missing anything? I don't think so. I think it was that plus that. Then uh, after Faith Forge Academy, I got into into the motherlands, I think think and then uh this show and let's get wild mount all at the same time so like all those two last ones happen kind of simultaneously that's why i was like when i was talking to y'all i was like uh i need to figure out what my schedule's happening because like lots of things are happening right and did you have uh did you have a theater background or anything like in in school or anything growing up Mm -mm. i had no um no uh i had no theater or performance anything background my sister is actually the one who's more the performance person than me um she has like a couple singles floating out there not like really well far-reaching they were like made in the philippines and Mm -hmm. like um so she was like the performer in this in 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 our in, in our family um but yeah i i've always had like a huge imagination like eight i have adhd so like daydreamer imaginative like right. but i didn't know what vessel i had no that's the problem with like having adhd is like you have all these like thoughts that are just like an explosion and exponential and everywhere but you have no you don't know where to direct it right like you have where do i put this yeah. what do i do with it and it's I think a constant D&D, fire hose and you just just like where where how can you channel that like on yeah. any given day yeah yeah and it's like how can something be successful i've given up on that <laughs> I'm just, but what happened in the meantime was that I stumbled into D and D and this happens to all work out. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, but since then I've taken an improv class here in Spokane and I've also took a theater class. This was more a theater class and like the history of theater, different theater styles, et cetera. But we had like the, our final was like do a mini play on like these four or five plays. Your group will select one. And I did, I did, I was like the main person who did it, but that, like before DD, nothing. Uh, yeah. Uh, just like many people, like I always make money, funny voices in my head and like say funny things in funny ways. And in the shower, I'll act out being something. But like, I'm so glad no, I'm not alone on that particular behavior. Yeah, no, no, you're good. <laughs> I imagine lots of people actually do this and we're all just weird about it. We're like, no, don't I'm certain my wife has like, walked in and heard like a vaguely Irish voice coming out of the shower. And she's just like shaking her head and turned and walked away because there's yeah. no way she has not walked in on that at some point. Yeah, I imagine like lots of creative folk uh, or non-creative folk for that matter. I don't care how you present yourself out in the world, but like, you know, the things that you do in the shower are amazing. And like, if any of those things culminate into something outside of it, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I mean that PG wise, obviously, uh, even even if it's not PG wise, congrats. You've <laughs> what, what, whatever you're doing, congratulations, awesome. yeah, manifest I, I, that joy into the world. Honestly, yeah. You yeah. Know, great. Good for you. So, um, so did you ever, I mean, I, I assume you didn't like at any point envision yourself being like a, uh, a professional RPG streaming performer. Um, but you are now legitimately, and you are on several big shows and my show. Um, I don't know. I still don't know what that is and I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> it's really, 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 really weird. Um, 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I just use the term like professional performer because it's the easiest way to to um communicate. Sure. But I don't know what that means to me. I don't know what it you know, I have ADHD. I don't like to me it's this means what I do is a, is, is is a lot of things and I don't know what it is. But to communicate to people who are neurotypical or your normal your normies, your 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 muggles like I'm just like <laughs> I'm a performance. Uh, I'm a I'm a TTRPG performer. Like, yeah, easy, cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's weird. I don't know. What was your question? <laughs> well, that obviously you 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 know never expected that for for that to be the case, but no. But now that it kind of is, I mean, like, obviously, I would assume you're enjoying it. Otherwise, I would hope you would not yeah. be doing it. But like is that something that you want to lean into going forward or is it just kind of like, this is where your life is right now and whatever rolls along next is whatever rolls along or, you know, it's where's your mind at on that? It's a bit of both. Uh, I didn't imagine I'd be in the position I'm in. Uh, I saw these Titans Titans being like the critical role folks. That we all like reference. And I was like, that's awesome. Those people are so cool. And I can do that. Like, but it wasn't, I can do that and be where they are or sure. remotely. I'm like, I just like having fun and telling a good story and I want these stories to be out there. And that's where I've always been is like, I want to bring different perspectives. Like I've always said. Um, so yeah, I didn't imagine that I would, I would be here uh, going forward. I am rolling with it. Um, I love the D and D or any TTRPG community. The, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many good people and they're, it's the, it's actually weird. I, I've tried to find so many places in my life where like, I find a community of good people who can communicate well and put across ideas well and um have some sort of like morality that uh that is um flexible and uh what's the word for it that is um adaptable right because like in my mind i feel like I'm, i've always been trying to like better myself and the one thing that you see in really good ttrpg content creators is like these people are constantly trying to better themselves and prove themselves not with just dnd like sure let's bring awareness to like you know black lives matter api hate um let's bring awareness to people who are lgbtqa plus like let's there's there's this like the bigger thing that keeps me coming back in is not that I get to perform. It's the community of like, there's so many people who are always trying to shift, um, shift what they think. Um, I want to say it's good and bad. That's like such a weird way to say it, but they're always trying to like work on themselves. They're always yeah. trying to like better themselves, always reach out to bigger perspective perspectives you know, trying to uh, put more stories about these people who are marginalized or bring focus to uh, uh, types of people who need our help. Like that's honestly, that's the biggest reason I keep coming back. Yeah. Um, Cause there have been times where I'm like, man, this is tough. And like, I'm not in the mood today. Um, and, and I still perform on those days, but like, and I'm sure this happens to everyone. This, I can't be alone. This has to happen to critical role folk. This has to happen to, you know, um, all sorts of people, people who are, um, in different productions and stuff like that. Like, um, but unlike those other ones that are like outside of the TTRPG community, like acting and and theater and music and stuff like that, like a lot of those communities you see, there's lots of toxicity that happens and it's really hard because those things, those mediums have been around for a long time and they have to do a lot of work to like kind of get those stuff out we're in ttrpg in a weird way there are some still that stuff that still exists but we're it feels like we're much quicker in response to like weed those things out and try and take those things out or like course correct and so like i think that's why there's another reason that like keeps me coming back in because we're really good at that and um we're really good about trying to bring other people up so i think that's it's it's one of the ones that I think that's what's going to keep me coming back every time. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned those other fields, um, because and, and they're great. They're beautiful, wonderful people in there, and part of amazing communities. But I do, and this is my own off the cuff making up theories. But like those avenues um, or genres or whatever you want to call them have been around for so long that systems have developed around them. 
that are roads to success. You do certain things here. You do your local plays and then you do regional and then you do traveling and eventually maybe you get to off Broadway and then you're doing on Broadway. It's competitive, like the whole step of the way for success. Cause there's the system has been built around competition and like mm-hmm. with, with like tabletop streaming, for instance, like because of the time it has become popular and quite frankly, it could not, I think become popular without the internet. It's more accessible to people, which means that like it just inherently feels less competitive. There's still competitive, com- Oh yeah. You know, competition and there's still toxicity, but for the most part, it's like, Hey, you know what? We can actually all work together and we can all be successful. And your success does not steal from my success does not steal from, mm-hmm. you know, other person's success. Whereas some of the other things you mentioned, that is kind of almost an inherent part of the system at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was great that like this, uh, genre world is kind of developing in a time and a place and with technology that allows us uh, a little more safety or a little, a little more yeah. breathing room or space to not be assholes to each other. We kind of get to create how we want to see this community because yeah. we're all, this is a new community. Right. If you think about it, like the online TTRPG thing. So we get to, it's not perfect. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it'll, I, it's like everything is not ever going to be perfect, but I think our response times because we're more community based and more uh, community, um, there's more community oversight in a weird way like no one's really held accountable like you can't do this but like it's awesome in a way that like we kind of can uh transform and police ourselves not police ourselves but like you know uh maintain and manage and and, then try and like figure out what we want to collectively kind of put out there yeah um and like speaking on like you know the 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 uh competition and stuff like that like there's still some of that out there. Like oh, I get sure. jealous. I get jealous of people who are out there and I'm like, Oh man, that person's doing this thing that yeah. I can't touch that. Like they, yeah. they've got that. I missed out. Like that's fine. And like, and there are times where I do feel jealous, but like, luckily, um, when I was polyamory for a bit, uh, for a couple of years, like that taught me, like, that's fine. Like what they're doing is awesome. I'm very happy for them. That's great. And like, I'm my own person. There's other things I also bring to the table. Yeah. Not everyone's going to like what, what they're doing, uh, you know, and that means it takes away from me. Like, you know, there's room for everyone at the table, so to speak. So, right. Um, I think that's helpful for people to hear out there is like, you know, you do bring your own thing to the table. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think so for sure. And, and I think that because, uh, you know, we exist on the internet and Twitter and whatever, there's a lot more opportunities for us to see other people's like humanities or struggle or reality. So like, um, like for example, like, like when, uh, Joe and I were approaching you about being on our show, second star, like there was very much our conversation before we reached out to you. Like Michael's kind of a big deal. He's on this really big show. Like, like he seems like he could be busy. Like really, you know, and we were like, man, we hope he says yes. We hope he says yes. And if he says, if he says yes, we're not going to tell him he's making a mistake. Cause we were like struggling with our own, you know, inadequacies oh or fears and like, yeah. But then like talking with you, like in hearing your own experience, it's like, well, you're at the same place. A lot of us were, where you're like, oh, I, stuff is happening and I'm rolling with it. Mm-hmm. And, and doing that, like hearing those stories allows us not only to be more like understanding of others, but it lets us be more gentle with ourselves, I think. And like give mm-hmm. ourselves a bit of break and be like, Hey, that person that got that successful thing. Yeah. I'm jealous of them. But also like, you know, they're, they're out there just trying to figure it out. Just like me. It's not like yeah. they are a magical person and I am inadequate. It's just, you yeah. know what? They got that break and I'll get mine. Mm-hmm. And we all have our own struggles. Which yeah, is like for sure. The, the person I'm thinking about, I, you know, I don't need to share any of that, but like they have their own struggles like, sure. and they have their own things that they worry about. And so do I. And like, and I'm happy for them. Like, that's great. You know, but there, there are times where I, that little, we're all human. Like there yeah. are those times where that little jealousy, like imp is on your head and you're like, Hey, you're not, as great as that person exactly you're right right, little imp you're right yeah 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 but then like you know you have to come to terms like uh you you are you are something to somebody and you know and that's great yeah Yeah. so it's a a cool and weird space to be a part of for sure there is an interesting thing i do want to speak into if, if i may Go on. So I feel like I'm in a really weird place. There are people who are like, man, you're doing so much. Like you just spoke about you and Joe's experience. 
about like, oh, I hope Mike, he's a big deal and like all this X, Y, Z. And there are days I feel like that. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm doing awesome. And like, I'm doing great. And like, you know, you get the endorphin hit of like, oh, I like I. um, I'm sure it's like this for actors. It's like I landed this gig and like, man, I'm I'm something or I'm someone. And yeah. like, that's awesome. I'm going to pump up some rap music and my favorite song and just like, you know, go to work or school and like feel myself. And then like 30 minutes to an hour later, I'm just like. I see something or, or like, um, something happens. I'm just immediately humbled. I'm just like, I'm nobody. <laughs> and that happens true. so much, um, especially with being in school. I'm like, I have like, man, I got like four, uh, four classes. I'm full-time student. I got to work at my local game station uh, or game store. And like, you know, I go get groceries and like, just you know i'm still just a regular dude i'm not really to me i'm just like i i feel in a really weird ethereal place like i'm in the ethereal plane i'm just like i don't know what's going right. on <laughs> and you can't like at the grocery store be like y'all don't understand i'm a pretty big deal on twitch okay <laughs> i've never said that like I'm, i i i I'm, i hope i never like do that so like it's it's just weird i don't know what to think about it and so i, I think lately my my the way I cope with any of this is like, I just try not to think about it. Cause I just sure. don't know what any of it means. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's such a great, like, I love the statement. I don't know what any of it means. Cause like, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough with uh, this show then to be able to launch a uh, second star, which we're on and get to yeah. play D and D and interact with like, like people that I never thought I would, you know, whose content I, Anthony rap, who is like a friend now who is someone it, whose yeah. music I, I was singing in high school and was like, you know, I, I would pay money to go see it at theater. And now this, there's someone I talk with um, like stuff like that. That just feels so surreal. I just have to not think about it. But then at the same time, like, it, especially in this, in this industry or whatever we call it, like there's not like a clear definition of success. Cause just like we were talking about, it's a thing that's kind of growing and it's amorphous and it's like, like, mm-hmm. like, again, if you're in theater, you're like, oh, yes, I've been in X number of productions and I was on Broadway and I got nominated for these awards. But here, uh, like, I don't even know, like, outside of critical role and millions of dollars, I don't know what the definition of success is. Yep. And, and so it's kind of like, like for me, even this show doesn't get yeah. a lot of downloads compared to other shows, but I connect yeah. with really cool people. So is my definition of success that I get to talk with really cool people? Is it download numbers? Is it opportunities I get? No, I don't, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just kind of doing it and we'll see what happens. Even the CR folks don't know what they're doing. Like, right. We'd like to think they do, but I bet you day to day they're like, okay, what do we do next? Cause like they're all going to figure out we're like a scam. Like <laughs> and I'm, they're not clearly they're not sure. But I, I'd like to think that they sometimes at some place in some ways, like they all have that little thing. Cause you see, you hear it or like if you really pay attention, if you have really high in, insight, like you see those little moments of them and they're like, that little like human behind the screen cracks through and you're like, yeah, 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 I get that. Like, yeah. I, I see where you're at and like, I get that feel. Yeah. Especially, especially if you watch like early geek and sundry episodes where they're like, Oh, we made shirts. Do you guys want them? Oh, they sold out. And they're like, what? Like, like in the blink of an eye on stream, they're like, Oh, yeah. we just sold a thousand shirts. Like, well, okay. Um, yeah. I like to think they still get those moments too, but but yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, I think having those moments you were talking about, too, are like healthy, like it's mm-hmm. a good because especially if you've been spending all your you've just done three streams, thousands of people watched and uh, people retweeted your tweet and someone like followed you and you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then uh, you got to go change your kid's diaper and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I'm just me. Yeah. Like into the motherlands. It's still wild to think that like at one point, 22,000, I think somewhere around there, 22 or 23,000 people were watching like for at least like a, a solid hour. Yeah. And like, that's pretty huge. Yeah. Like, but then, you know, I still have to go, uh, I don't know, do normal people stuff. Uh, take, take an exam or something. Take an exam. Yeah. Take the trash out. Like, <laughs> like not to say like that's you know that's ever going to change but there you you're you're hit with reality when you walk away from the computer screen which is weird like during these times you're like yeah all this stuff is done via computer um because we can't meet up and so like man do you feel like not famous but man do you feel like famous or great like at your 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 little desk your little (laughs) computer station and then like 
you you get out your your office or your little space and then like you know it's kind of like the the movie scenes where all the noise kicks back in and you're like oh shit i'm nobody (laughs) (laughs) that's such that's such a good point like about all that happening at the screen especially like in pandemic time have you have you met um any of the people that you're on shows with like face to face i met uh, Joshua, Latia, Josh, Paladin, and uh, CB, because they were moving uh, somebody from Chicago to the state. So, um, and so I said, like, hey, I'm working at the lo- local game store. Like, come on, come on by for a second. Y'all are, you have to pass through Spokane the way that you're coming through. And it's not that far off the highway. And they're like, all right, cool. So I finally did meet them. That was the first time i met them i did meet travis willingham before any of this has ever happened and i mansplained my favorite stories like i mansplained full metal alchemist to him so that's super good big claim to fame yeah (laughs) yeah 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 um uh who else christina ariel was actually one of the first like real people who were like super nice to me from the jump and like knew me from twitter like when i saw them in real life i think i met them twice through many eyes in the critical role live event in la wait you were Um, a critical you were at Critical Role Live in L.A.? Yeah. I was at Critical Role Live in L.A. We were standing oh, right no. behind each other. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was there for that. And yeah. Christina was, like, super nice and, like, super cool. Um, Christina was the only person who knew who I was over there. So that's, like, <laughs> there's another humbling thing. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. I already was doing, like, maybe two shows at that point. Yeah. Right. Uh, and yeah, still just whatever. Um, Christina, fabulous. Super oh my cool gosh. Person. Just charisma and talent and, and, uh, the sharp, hustle. sharp as hell. Just yeah. like the coolest person to talk to just on it. Yeah. People, yeah. people also ask like the 22,000 thing, like make that a big deal to me. The bigger deal is who I'm playing with at the table and who are the writers who are behind us who are making the thing like right. much more scary uh, and the character I play, not scary, but like requires much more focus and discipline. Like those things alone outweigh the the audience numbers so much that like I can't even think about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Do you uh, do you go into to Twitch chat whenever you're streaming? Um, I check it out. Uh, it doesn't bother me. I don't know why to like kind of look over to the side. I think it's cause like still people, I'm still invisible to be honest. Like I am still invisible. No one's going like any of the shows I'm really a part of. No one's like, Michael is awesome. Or Michael is terrible. Like I get like, I'm, pr- I'm in this like weird zone, uh, that like, I like the, 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 uh, ethereal plane where like, I just don't, I'm there. I exist, but like no one's right. The, the focus isn't on me. Yeah. yeah. So but, <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't. I, I'm just because I am a I am a huge extrovert. I can't handle not being in Twitch chat, and not because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fight with people. I'm just like, I'm so excited to be here. I'm just gonna talk to people and try and act and like be on the stream. Like, but yeah. but yeah, I remember I did my first. Uh, I, I organized a charity game last year. It was like uh, Jenny D and Adam Bradford and Brian W. Ooh. Foster and uh, Anjali Bamani. Um, who are all fantastic people and were kind enough to say yes, but it was the same thing. Like I'm in Twitch chat and obviously no one's there for me. It's literally my yeah, show. Yeah. No one's there for me. And that's totally fine. Yeah. And like, like, you know, people are donating money to give to Jenny and like all the oh, you know, yeah. items and stuff. And I'm just like, I'm here too. And it wasn't bad. I'm not complaining. It was just yeah. a very funny feeling to be like, I am also here and contributing, but I'm also not seen. It was just a weird, it was like a yeah, very funny very vibe. Rare. It wasn't negative. To be, to be honest, there's probably... I'm going to say a dozen for real and then like two dozen probably in reality. But there's probably a dozen people who actually know who I'm who I am online and who actually care about me who aren't like uh, uh, someone in the community. Like there are these people yeah. who like generally follow me wherever I go or what yeah. I'm doing. Like I'd like to think there's like there, there definitely is like a dozen. But I can just be like, yes, this person, that person, this person, that person. Like right. good. to be, They're here for me. Like yeah. or mo- like they're here for me as much as they are for here for somebody else. Sure. Um, and there's probably about to be in reality is probably about two dozen, but like, yeah, I'm still what we were talking about. Like when I'm doing things, people aren't there for me, (laughs) but the people that they are there for think that you're worth having there too. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And that's what, uh, B Dave was on, uh, the episode that, came out today when we're recording last week's episode. I don't know. Time is weird when you record a podcast um, or do anything online. But, but he, he talked about something that's just, 
obvious, but also was like good to hear out loud. Is it like, yeah, things are like relational in most industries. Like if you know someone, you have a better chance of getting the thing, but that goes both ways because like, um, if you are someone that is creative and easy to work with and like on time and stuff, like people will recommend you. And if you're not one of those people, they will say, ah, I don't work with that person. Mm-hmm. And so like, if people are saying, Hey, work with this person, come be on the show. Like you might not have like the, the a list you might be d or f list but the people who are list a who are a list are saying no no that's that's a guy who does the same kind of work we do and that's a pretty cool oh. feeling if you stop and think about it that way never thought about that that was that is nice to hear i got invited to be in part of someone's show like i said i like i respect a ton and think they they do amazing work they're an actual actor uh and so like like the biggest compliment I got this whole year was like a message from them. And they're like, like, Hey, I want to have you on our show. And like, it was fun playing on this other show with you. And I was like, Oh man, that means a lot. Like no way. And they're like, no, like your comedic timing, your, 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 um, your focus and attention to detail, your, the way you perform, your acting, it's like on point. I'm like, what the fuck like you got me you got me effed up you got me fucked up <laughs> right. i'm not the person you're talking about like and this is like someone who literally acts yeah, like yeah um actor and i'm just like oh, okay um yeah that was i think that was the coolest thing that has happened like because i get invited to these shows but i'm just like oh i'm kind of adjacent like uh they, they invite me because like i'm lucky and i'm adjacent like but that was probably one of the cooler things that happened to me um that was like this person like literally pointed those things out. And I think that was awesome. For sure. Well, um, man, dude, we've been, we've been talking for an hour. It's, it's pretty cool. It's yeah, just a hang. It it's a good fast. hang. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll wrap up the main show, but, uh, as those of you who have listened before know that if you are a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash roll for persuasion, you get access to the bonus show, the zone of truth segment where I chat with my guests about something that we pick on the fly that they're super into. Michael, what are you super into? Uh, magic. I have a magic card in my hand. Excellent. Um, I had uh, Becca Scott talked with me about magic a bit too, when she was on and <sighs> between the two of y'all, I'm, I, I'm, well, we haven't spoken about it yet, but just hearing you talk about, it, I'm like, I've, I've resisted for many years, but I think I'll I need to give it. in. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. Michael's going to convince me to play magic, the gathering. Um, and if you, like I said, support the show at patreon.com slash roll for persuasion, you can hear not just his bonus segment, but literally dozens, I actually think it's like 60 something episodes at this point of bonus content that is just for my lovely patrons. So uh, please, if you enjoy the show and want to support it, feel free to go do that because uh, quite frankly, I appreciate it and it means a lot to me. So if you want to do that, do that. If not, don't worry. I think we've given you an awesome episode regardless. Um, Michael, you, you've listed, uh, all the different shows you're in, but where can people find you? Where can they check you out during the week or online? If they want to, uh, get a little more site, Michael Sinclair, the second in their lives. Yeah. Um, so you can find me at Michael crits on Twitter. Um, that's the place where I'm most active, uh, when I'm not doing a bunch of school, if you like literally send me a question on Twitter, I will probably answer it. I will definitely answer it. I'm not. I'm very reachable. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter. Um, and then I am on Twitch uh, when I have time to play Magic the Gathering or some other game that I think is fun. I'll, I'll be on my Twitch, which has not happened because school. Um, I have, you know, Instagram. Don't barely ever use it, uh, but it's probably a good place to DM me if you want to do that or even on Twitter. Like I will answer. Uh <clears throat> Um, and then I'm on a different, like second star, to, second star to the right show with uh, Andrew here, and I'm on uh, Let's Get Wild Mount and Into the Motherlands and Bayforge Academy, which you can all probably find information on that on my Twitter. So uh, that's that's where you can find me. Excellent. And I I thought of this before the show, and I wanted to mention it while we were recording, and I totally forgot because again, ADHD, it's a fun time. Uh, mm-hmm. And so here we are at the end, the outro, I'm going to include it here a thing that I enjoy about doing show with you. We've only done three episodes, but it feels Gosh. like we've been doing a lot, which is super fun yeah. is that um, especially during, cause I typically do like part of the introduction at the show, which is just my face at the beginning, but I can mm-hmm. still see you in zoom chat and I am known for just rambling. Uh, I just make everything up off the top of my head and you 
are super like fucking expressive and it's so hard not to break. I don't remember what I said last time, but you just did like a big, like raised eyebrow. And I was like, I gotta, I know what I said was dumb. I just gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. So I appreciate that. That's the thing in particular I appreciate about you and getting to do a show with you is one of these days. I know that you're going to make a face when I say something that, uh, that I'm not going to be able to handle. So thank you for bringing that bit of joy into my life. I try and tiptoe it. I really try and gauge you out. I really want you to tee the line. I never want you to break (laughs) completely, but I want you to see it. So like, that's, that's actually my goal. I don't want to like break you for sure. That's a a true superpower and you're, uh, you're, you're doing it well. Um, but anyway, everyone definitely check out Michael. All of his links will be in the show notes. So, uh, go and click those, check him out, support what he's doing. Join the literal two dozen people who will follow Michael and do, uh, and, and pay attention to what he does anywhere yeah. because he's worth it. Um, just a super great dude. And thank you for being on the show today, man. Oh, thanks. Uh, awesome. This, I love doing this stuff. It's, it's, I think it's just, it's just interesting. So yeah. Yeah. I always think it's fun to have conversations. That was a whole idea behind the show. So I'm glad it's, uh, working out and the people are still saying yes and letting me do it. So it's a privilege for me. So thank you very much. Um, as always, if you want to follow the show, you can follow me at role persuasion on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow at role persuasion, like Instagram on Instagram, but much like Michael, I don't do much on there, but feel free to go check it out. As I've mentioned before, and as we talked about our new show, uh, second star to the right and Neverland adventure is live. Um, our third episode just recorded and should be dropping on VOD any day now and you can get all the information about watching that live listening to the podcast watching the vod if you go to secondstar.show or follow at second star show on all the social medias i happen to think it's a pretty good time so go check that out patreon.com slash roll for persuasion if you want to support the show rollpersuasion.com if you're bored and want to look at my website and uh i'm super available on twitter for your political rants sports insights and occasional DD chat you can follow me there But as every week, all of y'all, thank you so much for taking time to listen to the show. And until next time, enjoy your games.